Hello, and welcome to Be Intentional, the podcast that talks about marketing, mindset, and what it takes to be an impactful entrepreneur. In this episode, we talk about what it takes to be an effective and impactful entrepreneur. I have a guest with me today who is amazing. In full disclosure, he is a client of mine, but he does so many things and we handle one aspect of his business for him in the marketing sense, but he does so much. I wanted to have him on the show to be able to tell you guys how he was able to build multiple streams of income, the things that he found that to be effective when he was just starting out. Someone like myself who came from nothing, slept on dirt floors, and then rose up to great heights to be a very effective, successful, and thriving entrepreneur with several businesses. So today's show is very exciting, and so let's get into it. I present to you, Alan Zane. Hi, Josh. I'm Alan Zane, and I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you here, Alan. Thank you for being here with us today. So you do a lot. (laughs) So you have like, what? one, two, three, 20, 20 such businesses, right? Like you do so many things. You're in charge of so many things. You handle so much stuff. Um, and uh, I mean, I know entrepreneurial life, like, right? It's, it's great to be able to have your hand in a lot of different things. And I know that a few people have uh, called you a visionary and being around you a little bit, I know that that's true. So how do you keep tabs on all of those open tabs in your mind of like, <laughs> we're doing this and we're doing that and we're doing that? <laughs> well, I... I think that I'm going to need a couple more lifetimes actually to get all the ideas out of my head. I just really enjoy building and creating. And I, I love it when people walk into something that I've created or see something I've done. And, and I, I just, I don't really seek out the fame, but I just love it when I hear them go, wow. Mm. I mean, that's really, that's really what it's a driver for me. Makes it worth it. It does. Yeah. Oh. And I'll just do one. Wow. I don't need a <laughs> bunch of wows. Just one is fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how does that morph into the things that you do? I mean, you do have multiple streams of income and you have businesses and you have buildings and you have like full on careers. I mean, <laughs> you uh, own a brokerage. So that takes, you know, maybe someone's all <laughs> of someone's attention, just that one thing itself and then have the ant space. And then you have all these little projects and then you build cars and then you're building houses. And then, I mean, all of those things are what one person could do, <laughs> you know, in one lifetime. So how does that morph into all of this? Because so many people don't see that, you know, if you are training someone and then you're building a building and then you're. Well, I think, I think what I'd like to, if I could help you understand and, and, and other people understand is some people would look at what I'm doing and how it's happening and, I, and they might go, oh my gosh, this is chaos. But it's, it's not chaos for me. In fact, I find this extreme stillness within it. And I've, I've always been like that. So when, you know, when the whole world is running, panicking, wild into the light, into the end of the night, um, I'm like, oh, we're just going to do this. And it's, it always seems very crystal clear to me. So for whatever reason, I don't know why I was born like that. It's just how I am. Um, I would say that uh, everything I do sort of, it's like symbiotic. It all feeds into one thing or another. There's a reason, there's a method to the madness of everything that I do. So, you know, like I, I build... When, when I when I build the the trucks and the and the cars and things like that, um, I, I I take those those vehicles and I go out with my friends and family and I I utilize them to to just have social interactions. You know who's going to trust you more, the guy you got done building a motor with, or the guy that you just solicited off of you know some ad that popped in somewhere. So 
and, and I don't put any expectation, I'm very patient, and I don't put an expectation that I'm going to go drive a car and meet with so-and-so, and then he's going to buy a house from me. No, I'm just going to go and hang out with him, and we're going to get to know each other. And then one day he's going to be talking about housing, and I'll say, why don't you do this? And he'll, and he'll be like, yeah, that's a great idea, so let's go do it. And I know how to do that, so I help him out with it. But it's it's as much, um, there's as much intention there as, as there is in, in doing anything in life and that's where I'm just there to be, help my friend. That's really all it is. And so that's, I mean, you could take that and go expand on that with the brokerage. You can expand on that, the ant space. Um, you know, everything that we're planning on doing and everything that we are doing is all about just helping somebody get something done. I love that. I love that. I mean, and when I, when I met you, you had no marketing. It was all word of mouth. <laughs> and you guys built so much on just helping other people. And I, I love that. So that part of, cause that's, I believe what most entrepreneurs want to do, right. Is they want to take a vision that they have, but then they also want to help other people. So how do you get from point A to point B? Because I mean, practical application, right? Like finances, it's hard to fund it. And then right now all the gurus are saying, Hey, this is the way you do it. And this is the way you do it. You did everything organically. You literally went out and just helped people. Right. Right. You know, if we, so I grew up with dirt floors. My family was so busted, broke. It was unbelievable. And there was no financial education or anything that came along with anything that was to do with my floor, my entire family. And so I really went out and I, and I sought out how money worked and, and what it did. And what I started to realize was that a lot of people that are trying to attain wealth, they're trying to attain wealth and they're just focused on it, attaining wealth and getting money and attaining wealth and getting money and, and attaining money. And the problem is everybody can see that that's all you're focused on, right? And so if you step step back and look at the wealthiest people on the planet and say, how did they get where they got there? And I, I did this and I sat back and I go, huh, they helped the most amount of people. For instance, like Bill Gates, we say, oh, he's terrible, maybe, or he's wonderful, right? however you feel about it, right? But look at what he did. He put at our fingertips Internet Explorer, Microsoft Office, all these tools that are now used universally across the world. He helps so many people be more productive in doing things and giving them access to the internet and all those sorts of things, right? He should be compensated for that. He helped that many people. Just picture in your mind, your mind's eye, all the different, like uh, like Elon Musk, Tesla. He has so much going on, it's unbelievable, right? And and he's helping so many people drive cars, uh, get, get solar, get all these different things that he's doing, right? And I bet he's not sitting there every day and looking at his, uh, you know, had his uh, Excel spreadsheet and calculating how much money he's making. I bet every day he wakes up and goes, gosh, if I do this, this is it going to help this many people do this and that and the other thing? That's what he's focused on. That's why he makes so much money. If you'll just focus on people and helping people, the money will follow. That is awesome advice. I love that. And, and I love the fact that you do it in an organic way so much so that uh, when I was reading some of like the websites that you had up or in some of the things that you had up for your different spaces, there was a big part of it that was like, just come see us. Like just kind of almost like test us in that because it really is something where a lot of people talk about authenticity and being organic and being yourself. And you're just like, yeah, let's just go grab a cup of coffee. Like we don't even got to talk about business. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and that really shines through. Like I, I love the fact that, that, the people around you that know you the best are the people who 
sing the praises. You don't have to put anything out there to kind of promote yourself, to kind of say, pat yourself on the back and say, hey, look at all I'm doing. In fact, even now, you're just out there talking to more people and doing the, like, day-to-day hasn't changed for you, <laughs> which which is amazing. Um, so for someone who is just starting out, who is trying to get at that level because, you know, COVID happened. And so there's a lot of brick and mortar places that got hit really hard and they're having a hard time kind of recouping, you know, that finances are at the forefront because they are trying to recoup because all the regulations, sometimes they're closed, sometimes they're, you know, open, sometimes they're, they had to kind of shift online and then they kind of got this burst of like, Hey, we can be opened. And then they got closed down again. And then regulations to kind of keep that mindset of like, Hey, we're just going to keep going. And, and cause it seems like you just, shifted and sidestepped that it doesn't affect you at all because you just kind of keep going and doing what you're doing. So, so how do you keep that mindset of, of not letting those things affect you? Well, I think part of it comes into, I was always a really good troubleshooter. And part of the reason that I was really good at what I did was because when I walk into a room to solve a problem, I don't walk in with an agenda. I don't walk into an idea that I've already solved it in my head. I walk in just completely blank, blank slate. Okay. Tell me what's going on. Oh, I know what that is. You know, and, and then, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll, I'll troubleshoot that particular thing by trying to recreate it. Can I recreate the problem? Once I can recreate the problem, I know what the problem is, right? Then I can solve it. And, and so that translates through to everything that I do when it comes into business is, you know, when, when government shifts or when, you know, challenges hit you, you just stop and think for a minute and go, okay, these are the new rules. How is this going to affect me? What if I do this? Okay, now now I can make my changes. Okay, try this. That that works. And it's very methodical in my head. It's very just one step at a time. I'm very patient and uh, and I believe in people. I just think that if you'll lead people to something that is beneficial for everybody, they're all going to rally behind you and they're going to help you make it happen. It's been my life. I love that. When you, we were talking before, when you said that, one of the reasons that you started the brokerage or started to become, you know, someone who, who wanted to learn more about real estate was because you were looking for that type of person, right? And you couldn't find it. Tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. When I first, when I first got into uh, real estate, uh, I actually, I had, I had hired another agent to work for me and, and I was frustrated because it seemed like every house they showed me, they would turn and they would tell me why this was the most wonderful house for me didn't matter what it was. This was the most wonderful house for me. And, and, you know, you've, you've heard the, you know, the drum, never a better time to buy, never a better time to buy, never a better time to buy. Well, I don't think that's right. I think that there's always better and worse times to buy. And I think you should be aware of those times. And I wanted someone who, as my realtor would tell me, if you buy this now, this is what you can expect. Just, just tell me what it is so I can understand and I can make my decision that versus that never a better time to buy. I just, I'm, I guess this is always a good time to buy. The market's about to drop off a cliff. I'm still going to buy it. No, I could probably wait just a little bit and buy a better deal. Mm. So that was really what I was trying to find was someone who would look out for me first and, and just help me guide me, give me that education to tell me what, what, what to do. So that's how, that's how I became the realtor that I wanted to be. Um, it's kind of funny. Like I'll, I'll walk into a property with someone that if, if I'm, if we're, we've only just getting to know one another, if it is one of those type of clients and they're almost shocked that I'm not trying to talk them into buying whatever house we're walking through. 
and I'm actually like opening up the the, the, the underneath the kitchen sink and going, this house has 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 plumbing problems. See this leak underneath here, and they're they're surprised by that. And and I, but my point is, I'll sell you a crappy house if you're looking for a crappy house. But if you're not looking for one, let's not buy one, <laughs> right? And you and you, I want to make sure as I'm getting to know to know you that you have the skills to fix a crappy house, right? So that's I mean, that's in a nutshell how I. I just wanted to be the realtor that I was looking for. And and I'm assuming that's why you do so much training too, right? With your realtors now that you have the brokerage and now that you, to kind of pass along that same type of mentality. I When I was reading your uh, your ad on, uh, on Indeed to be able to bring in other realtors, it was interesting because it was like people first and customer service and <laughs> not things you normally. <laughs> right. So... I'm assuming that that's because that all ties into that part, right? Of helping other people. Right, right. I think that when I was young and I I started my life, you know, going out and trying to make make myself better, that can be a confusing time when you're a young adolescent and you're on your own and you're trying to figure out who, who are you, what are you going to do. Well, so I heard some words one time, and th- th- for me, it was it was very harmony in my head. And it, and it was, you know, find yourself by getting lost in the service to others. And so whenever I meet someone who appears to be a little bit lost or can't quite find their way or even make it as simple as a new agent starting out, they're starting out. They don't know what to do next. And I tell them, I tell them, just focus on serving other people and you'll find the way because it's just, it's, it's, it is, you said it before, it's organic. It's natural. It's a natural way of life. Why fight it? People entrepreneurs who want to help other people and who want to do that. Now there's certain risk, right? There's certain things that you can do that are going to help you, you know, create income enough to live on. And sometimes you help and that is the reward is just the help. And you got to go mm-hmm. figure out how to, <laughs> how to make ends meet another way. So how having so many different projects and how having so many th- different things, how do you assess whether something is worth the investment or not? You know, sometimes those things just kind of come to me. I, it's very innate. I think um, when I first started out, like when I first started buying rental properties, I just discovered that if I, and it was entirely on accident, no one trained me in this at first. Uh, you know, if I had this property and let's say the mortgage payment was say a thousand dollars and if I rented it out and look at that, I could get a thousand fifty dollars. And it's funny, I look back now and I go, I was willing to accept $50 a month of positive cash flow. Nowadays, I wouldn't really accept that because it's not enough, but I know more now and, and I know that I need to get more than that. But when I first started out, that was enough. And I said, well, I, if, if I did, if this worked, I'm going to do this a couple more times. And then one day I said, I wonder if I could get $100 and $200 and three and that four and five, right? And you start to like, when you when you do this enough times, you start to realize that your time is the most valuable asset that you have. And so you shift away from initially where you're just trying to cover what your expenses are every month. And it was started with $50 increments. It started to be that I, I only have so many heartbeats a month and, and I need to make sure that they go to create the maximum reward that's going to come back. And, and so even this goes back to my, my, my earlier point is that even though I was thinking I could, I could put a number to it, that's the, that's the technician in me with the number part of it. But um, I'd say, how many people did I help? I helped one person live in a home that they could afford to live in. Right? That's really what I did. And then later on, 
I wanted more, so I would buy a fourplex or 10 units or 20 units, right? And now I could help 20 people, 20 families, right? I could help them. And I didn't have to like make my rents go all the way through the roof in order to solve the problem. In fact, my reputation for my properties were that how come I have the nicest properties in the, in the worst neighborhoods? Wow. I did it on purpose. It's because I could buy it at a low price. I could fix it up. I could make it very, very nice. That people are people. People and some people can only afford so much, so they would actually come to the neighborhood, live in the nicest place in the neighborhood. And I and I'm not. I was never the guy that would go in and like raise the rents, you know, every month or every six months. Uh, before I would go to raise rents or do anything, I would always provide value. I would say, you know what? I noticed that the windows in your place are not very good windows. That they're only single pane windows. So I'm going to come in here and I'm going to replace all your windows, put in double pane, low E windows and everything that should drop your payment on your, you know, on your utility bills by $150 a month. Okay. And then what I like to do is I'm going to raise the rent by $50 a month. Wow. They saw tremendous value <laughs> in that. I raised the value of the property on, from the physical aspect of it and from the numbers that the property was producing, which created a more valuable property for me to when I wanted to sell it, it was a win-win for everybody. And my tenants always enjoyed being there because I kept upgrading the properties. Yes, I asked for a little more, but I always gave them value first. I never raised the rents and then told them I was going to fix something and didn't show up. Man, who does that? That's awesome. <laughs> it's, I just I just saw it as not that I'm the landlord. I saw it as this is the this is what I'm producing as you know as my as my product, and I want it to be the best product that I can deliver. And I want my 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 clients, my my customers, to be very happy. That translated through to my, 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 my tenants actually giving me the property back for the most part in really good shape because they appreciated what I did. And they would like, maybe they would, um, if I put landscaping in, I would go to them, listen, if I put in lawn and a sprinkler system, would you guys be willing to keep it green? You know, it's going to cost you a little more in the water. Are you okay with that? Yes or no. So, wow. It's just having those upfront conversations and creating value for them, especially, you know, in that case, it, in the case I'm talking about, there was a lot of, you know, they had kids and wanted a place to play instead of a, you know, like a, a backyard full of stickers and weeds, you know? So that was a benefit to everybody. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. So being able to do that, I'm sure that that took sacrifice too. I mean, you, you had to put that value up front so that it's not like it came out of nowhere. It cost you something. Um, and that we hear about that not as much anymore. I think I think it's been downplayed a little bit. But the importance of that of being able to maybe suffer for your craft, if you want to call it that, to be able to take that hit in case that didn't pan out that way. Do you believe that that's something that you learned along the way, or is that just something that you you know had? Well, I'll tell you what. Make no mistake. When I first became quote a landlord for real. Like when I was with, with full intention, it was a train wreck. I didn't have no any way to screen the tenants. I didn't have any, they, these tenants moved in. They actually trashed my home. It cost me almost $7,000 to fix everything. I learned very quickly that um, <clears throat> when your property is vacant and then you have to rent it back up, well, I'll just tell you a mantra. Nothing good ever happens to vacant real estate, Okay. And so during that time where I was trying to find the money to fix the property to get it back rented again, now it's have, I'm having more issues with people breaking in, vandals, things like that, all that sort of thing. Plus, you know, you get into wintertime, you have, you, know, you have higher heating costs on the home. All those things add up really quickly. So I learned that if I just kept these places occupied, I had to spend less of those 
five to seven thousand dollar remodel costs over and over and over again on the properties, it was better for me to to just use almost like a, an upward spiral pattern, and just keep keep my tenants in there and keep them happy, raise rents according to the value that I put in the property, right, and have them there for seven to ten years, right, and have I didn't have to rehab the whole thing over and over and over again. You'd be surprised how two year carpet last 10 years when your tenant really cares about the property. Wow. I'm not saying I want to keep them like that, but it sometimes it's more problematic to, to go in and try and change the carpets with them living in the property. Oh, right. You know, cause they got to move all their furniture out and all that <laughs> stuff. So uh, it, it would, sometimes I would just like say, Hey, you know what? I know the carpets are getting worn. I can do that. Or what if we were to, uh, let's buy some rugs and they like that idea. So I just try and work with them and figure out what was going to be the best bet. Yeah. So that's a lot of conversations. Yeah. How, do you, how do you have so much time to, to talk to so many people? <laughs> that that was, you know, at a certain point, um, my nut was covered. I mean, I, I didn't have any more, all my expenses were covered. I, I could, I, I tell you, I, my, my life morphed into where I slept until I woke up and then I went to work and did my work and, and then I went to sleep when I was tired. Right. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's all I did, but I'm saying that was a great lifestyle to not have to, I never had an alarm clock or anything like that. And so I, and the reason was, is because I would get that rent money every single, you know, that money would come in once a month, you know, or all throughout the month. I, I even went through a period where I decided, you know what I want to do? And it was just being creative. I said, I want to make sure I get a, a check every single day. How do I do that? And so I started to put rentals in place and, and I would, you know, target them and, and let them have like the first and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the second and, the, you know, all these different days until one day I was like, look at this, I've created money every single day. <laughs> so That is awesome. <laughs> so it became just a game. It really is what it did. And, you know, th and the thing is, every time you do play one of those games like that, you're learning. And, and if you'll, if you'll look, if you'll listen and look for the lesson, you'll pick it up over and over and over again. Yeah. That is amazing. And that, I mean, interesting, the the way that you think and the way that you've developed these things organically without like, you know, trying to copy someone else's style. <laughs> this is just stuff that you came up with. I, I love it. So if people want to connect with you and they want to get to know you better and they, you know, like a lot of the, the signage says, or they just come down and kind of check you guys out. Um, where can they find you? How do they get a hold of you? I am at the Ant Space. 1925 East Prater Way in Sparks, Nevada. Perfect. And we'll have uh, we'll have that address and some uh, social media links and phone number and email and all that fun stuff in the show notes. And that is amazing. So any final words, any final tips to entrepreneurs in this day and age? Well, I want to tell you to find something that motivates you and you have a passion for it. There's a saying that if you have a passion for it, you'll do it for free. And it, it's true. It really is true. Once you have, once you figured out what it is that, what's the thing is you're trying to accomplish, you'll do whatever it takes to make it happen. You'll work the hours, you'll, you'll, you'll give up whatever, it, whatever it, it's going to need and require. And you'll also get the reward for it because you will, you, you will be successful. So I, I recommend people get, get really creative and let their mind be creative. If there's, any, if there's one thing that I could, that I could, that I would tell people, it's that most people spend too much time beating themselves up about making a mistake, right? There's a process. If, if you'll just take this in and actually do it, it'll work. It'll work over and over and over for you. Press the barrier. When you make a mistake, quickly acknowledge it. Say, oh, I made a mistake. And then the most crucial part, forgive yourself. 
the quicker you can forgive yourself and move on and get back to it, the faster you're going to go and the faster you're going to get to get to where it, to where it works. That's great advice. I love it. One that I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all do. It's our tendency. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on the podcast. And guys, until next time, bye. Thank you. Thank you for spending a little time with me today on Be Intentional Podcast. I would love to connect with you and hear about how you're applying today's message in your marketing, in your personal life, in your business. You can DM me at Josh Olmos SR. That's J O S H O L M O S S R. Or LinkedIn, Joshua Olmos, or website, josholdmossr.com. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. And if you feel like you would benefit the listeners and that you want to be a guest on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I would love to hear your story and what you're doing to be an intentional, impactful entrepreneur.